This is the Hoff Time Report with Idaho Freedom Foundation President Wayne Hoffman, one of Idaho's most respected, influential public policy voices. Welcome in to another episode of our podcast. I am your humble host, as previously mentioned, Wayne Hoffman, and we are broadcasting from the beautiful Hoff Building in downtown Boise. Let's just go ahead and jump right into this topic because people are talking about it everywhere. It has to do with Boise State University and a little coffee shop on campus. You'll see that Boise State officials would like the public to believe that they did not chase away Big City Coffee, which has been supporting the police and law enforcement generally. But I would have to say that university officials aren't exactly encouraging that small business to stay either. At minimum, the controversy has helped us expose an ongoing effort from within the school's administration as well as the student body to make allegiance to a social justice agenda a condition for doing business on campus. Now, to be clear, again, Boise State did not tell Big City Coffee to leave, but it did not encourage them to stay. And this is very, very important, which I'll get into in just a minute. Big City Coffee by way of background, arrived at Boise State just this fall in replacement of Starbucks. The owner of Big City Coffee, her name is Sarah Fendley, is engaged to Kevin Holtry. He's a Boise police officer who was shot five times in the line of duty and is paralyzed. So Fendley was displaying a small amount of pro-police imagery in her original shop, which is still located on Grove Street in downtown Boise. BSU's contract with Big City for a satellite coffee shop became the immediate source of contention from the campus activists, and that includes a young lady by the name of Ryan Banks. She's a student and vice president of the school's Inclusive Excellence Council. Yeah, that's right. Boise State has a Inclusive Excellence Council. I didn't even know it existed until this whole thing thing blew up, blew up. But if you take a look at the council's September 29th meeting minutes, which you can find linked to from the IFF website, Banks complained that the university used, quote, limited white feedback when it selected Big City and that, again, her words, not mine, political affiliation and race weren't considered. Now, those comments from Banks and another student prompted Leslie Webb, who is the Vice President for Student Affairs and Enrollment Management at Boise State. This is a paid employee of Boise State University. She's also a member of Marlene Trump's leadership team. She decided to offer some assurances to Banks and some of the other students that the school would create a better process moving forward and that the school was already letting the university's vendor for dining services know about this. She said, quote, I do believe we missed it and we got caught up in the urgency. The timeline got condensed in order to get something in and it was not a thorough or inclusive process. Wow. So Banks responded that urgency and intentionality or intentionally avoiding marginalized students is a white supremacy thing. And she needed to call it out for what it is. 
Isn't that amazing? So then Webb, who could have, she could have easily said, you know, Ryan, you're wrong. You're, you've got this whole thing completely backwards. Big City Coffee is not a white supremacist hangout. It's not a, a hateful place. We decided to bring them on campus because they're a good small business in town. No, instead what she says, we hear you, right? and I, I keep saying her name wrong. It could be Ryan or Ryan. I don't know this gal. But Webb says, I'm committing to you right now. We're going to commit to action-oriented movement for the future. Really? My gosh. These meeting minutes also reveal that Francisco Salinas, who is also a paid employee at Boise State University, the assistant to the vice president for equity initiatives, of all things, he didn't, had no idea there was a job at Boise State University, he just thought they had professors and maybe some other administrators, but no, they have an assistant to the vice president for equity initiatives. He's the one who proposed, quote, holding big city accountable by providing scholarships to marginalized students. So even the students didn't even think about doing that until somebody from BSU's staff came up with a concept. He says, in contracts, you can ask for human rights to be part of it. That's a step in moving in the right direction, and we can begin to influence others. This is Salinas telling the students this. And it's consistent with what he said at other meetings as well. Salinas, earlier in the month of September, said pushback against big city could be, quote, the beginning of a revolution. It could be the beginning of a revolution where we say that we have a standard for corporate partnerships that we have. He added, I believe we should have a standard that says we will not accept companies who act in certain ways because that will have a lasting impact to protect students. It may be difficult, but I think we should explore it. Can you believe that? So here he's saying that we should, by default, say that businesses should behave and say and do certain things or they won't get a contract. And to be additionally clear, what he's saying is that companies that support law enforcement should be prohibited from doing business with Boise State. That is the logical conclusion of what Salinas is saying here. Officer Holtree was on KBOI AM's uh, Nate Shellman program, and he told Shellman that Boise State officials did meet with his fiance, and they proposed that Big City provide scholarships and jobs for people of color as a concession for remaining on campus. Oh, never mind the fact that Big City Coffee had already hired 24 female students to staff the library location on campus. Oh, and we're told that roughly half of those students were people of color. Amazing. Regardless, feeling unsupported and unwanted on campus, Big City Coffee did opt to leave campus. So Haltree's suggestion is that they just wanted her gone. She knew that she wasn't going to get support from the university, and that's where Boise State University released a statement last week that said at no time did the administration at Boise State ask Big City Coffee to leave, and at no time did the administration ask Big City Coffee to compromise the owner's First Amendment rights. And all that is probably at least partly true. The full story, though, and this is important, the full story is that the university staff, the paid employees at BSU, the people who are supposedly the grown-ups in the room, decided to validate 
the students' bogus concerns about racism and also got behind, it sounds like they even suggested that the students provide a proposal to extort money in the form of race-based scholarships from big city after they had signed a contract to be on campus. And university employees, it sounds as if they're already making plans to keep doing it to other vendors. The university could have easily, very easily, publicly or privately, voiced support for Big City Coffee. It didn't. It in no way offered any kind of support, either in the private meeting or out in the public. No doubt you could have seen university officials act in a way that was responsible. They had plenty of opportunities, and they didn't. And I wonder what would have happened if there were a liberal coffee shop with liberal owners who were being criticized by conservatives for having pro-Black Lives Matter content. You know exactly what would have happened. I know what would have happened. They would have had a totally different response. In this case, Big City supported law enforcement, and that was enough for the campus administration to get together with the activists on campus to create a hostile environment so untenable that leaving was Big City's only viable option. If the school's radical Marxist students and employees get to keep calling the shots, you can count on more cancel culture, more thought police, more political extremism at Boise State, and at the rest of Idaho's public colleges and universities. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you're bothered by what's happening on our college campuses, please make sure to continue to listen to our reportage. We'll have more. We'll certainly do a lot more research, and we are doing a lot more research on what's happening on campus. But also, be sure to call your state lawmakers to voice your concerns because They do not have clean hands in this. If they stand by and allow these things to continue to happen, they too are at fault for what's taking place at our four-year schools in Idaho. And of course, be sure to make sure to share the Hoftime Report with your friends, your family, your neighbors, your coworkers, and so on. We'll talk to you again next time. You've been listening to the Hoftime Report with Wayne Hoffman. Be sure to visit IdahoFreedom.org for Wayne's articles, IFF research, and show notes from today's episode. 